This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministry. Coming to you right now with a message from the Word of God through the book of Jude. As we've been working on this, and I realize there's been some different changes in broadcasting, but that's completely on my end here in the situation. I'm in transition now, so sometimes recording is a little bit different, but I thank you guys. If you've heard this message more than once, or you've heard the message before this more than once, I know the students amongst you have dug deeper into their notes, have looked at more cross-references, maybe even re-listened to the broadcast again on the podcast link that I sent to the WhatsApp group, and you're getting more and more out of this. Some of you who are diligent students have read forward a little bit because the last time I sent you notes, we went all the way to verse 19. And so you've had the opportunity to take in the whole section that we're talking about here. Now, this is one of those sections in the Bible where it's so difficult to just pinpoint one or two verses. It goes on in such description, and we're in book of Jude, there's only one chapter, but verses 1 through 19, we've been discussing, and then you've been hearing sometimes the same message over, and there's been dynamics where the message was shorter. But now, by the grace of God, we're able to prepare these and share these with you, and the WhatsApp group will start getting more messages in between these broadcasts. So I thank you guys for sticking with all of this. I thank the diligent students for digging deeper and hearing more things than we're even discussing here. But this section of the Bible, if you read it, it goes on in such description. There is no ambiguity, no vagueness about who it's talking about. Now, it doesn't name names, but it definitely describes them. It describes their manners. It describes how they will do it. It describes how they can be detected. And so if you read this section, and the descriptions are very eloquent, you can read them in the Old King James, and it flows so beautifully. But until you get into seeing what's being said, because a lot of the words are older words that aren't in current use, you can use the Amplified Bible to open up the beauty of the flowers in this description. You'll be able to see how specifically the Lord is warning us and how completely He is immunizing us against these wolves in sheep clothing. And they're amongst us. We know that there are deceivers and agents of Satan amongst us and they don't wear a red cape and have horns on. They look like everyone else at church. In fact, they might even look more serious in their diligence than everyone else. But instead of becoming judgmental towards everyone and suspicious and suspecting everyone, what God encourages us to do is get closer to Him. As we get closer to Him, we can see more clearly those who are under the influence of the Spirit of God and those who are under the influence of the evil of this world. 
And that should bring us concern. Not in specifically targeting and judging and coming against these people. Let the Lord deal with them. And it talks about that in this section. The Lord rebuke you, Satan, is what we say in those situations. Or the Lord rebuke you, brother. Let the Lord deal with that heart. And we don't want to become those that are going around accusing everyone, as I said before. You set the wrong atmosphere. But being wise to the way the enemy works, being discerning, taking time to pray about things, hearing others pray is a wonderful way of seeing their relationship with God. Do they pray generically? Do they pray specifically? Um, Those types of things. These are all ways of understanding or considering someone's relationship with God. And so as you do these things, as you're aware, all this description is in here, you'll be more aware when the enemy rises up. One of the missions of DHL Ministries, and I would say a prominent mission besides saving souls, is equipping souls, meaning making disciples of all people, serious students who learn how to hear, read, study, memorize, and meditate on the Word of God, people who learn how to pray the Word of God and who hear God's still small voice because of their personal relationship with God the Father through God Jesus Christ. Now jumping in here in these verses, I presume you've had enough time to find your book of Jude in your Bible. We're here right now and we're looking at all these descriptions. Of course, uh, verse 12 mentions that there are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. It goes on to say raging waves of the sea foaming out of their shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly merit committed, ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now, it describes that in such a vivid way, doesn't it? Did you see how often the word ungodly is used there? Ungodly, ungodly. Because what they're presenting themselves as is holy and godly and spirit-led. But the reality is their deeds say what is going on. The fruit reveals the root. And they are going against God. When you observe these, when you consider these, when you base their actions upon the Word of God, you will start to see a multiple connection between all these things. For example, when you're trying to discover if someone is telling a lie, for example, 
there are signs that someone is telling a lie. And when you learn these signs, it's just not a matter of if they say one thing wrong or two things or they have three or four signs. It's a matter of all those signs getting together which can bring you to the conclusion that someone's lying. It's not just a single sign or a single symptom. It's a group or a cluster of these flags or alerts. So when we're talking about identifying the wolves among the sheep, we're talking about being able to discern. And why would you want to discern? Well, to make sure that you're praying effective, fervent prayers. If it's just a brother or sister struggling, you can pray based on that. If they look like they have a clear agenda, if they're operating in the way the Bible's describing, you can become more concerned about it in prayer. If they're rising up in leadership in church, you can begin to have some form of input about it. You can pray with other people about your leaders. And you should be praying for your leaders right now, all the time. But this will help you to see and be immunized against it. Because those who don't will just go by the swallowing, swallowing words, the, the eloquent speech, which obviously I don't have today. <laughs> um, it says here, let, let me show you something. Hallelujah. Um, their side effect of them in verse 16. Hallelujah. It says, these are inveterate murmurers or grumblers who complain of their lot in life, going after their own desires, controlled by their passions. Their talk is boastful and arrogant, and they claim to admire men's persons and pay people flattering compliments to gain advantage. You can see that overtly, um, outwardly, deliberately, that they are flatterers, that they are trying to persuade men, that they're complaining about their own life, but they're bragging at the same time. It's a, it's a combination filled with pride. These things will rise to the surface, and if you're discerning, you can start to see them. You can grow more and more concerned. You'll see that if they're in a leadership position, they'll start to teach things that go further and further away from the truth. It sounds the truth. It appeals to the flesh more than to the spirit. And we have to remember that this was predicted by the apostles. It says in verse 17, the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, they told you beforehand in verse 18, in the last days in the end time there will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires, following after their own ungodly passions. It's these are who the agitators, this is the Amplified, it is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. We're looking at this in this lens because it's so important to see more and more clearly who the deceivers are. Now you learn this not just by this book, but as you grow closer to God, as you diligently seek Him, God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. When you're pressing in closer, as you're getting in a relationship with God, you'll be more aware of this reality. Maybe even through these messages, you've started to evaluate your source of feeding, 
what really considered uh, I considered well when I first started studying into this is the fact that I had actually been in groups or as a young Christian I had been around people whose practices were off the things they were doing were sensual the things they were doing and preaching about were off when it comes to doctrine but I didn't realize that at first I was so impressionable that I just followed them and I, I came alongside of them because they didn't they weren't evil they weren't doing the bad bad things and they were promoting these good things so it seemed but as I studied my word and as I talk with them a little bit deeper about the word I first noticed that they had some polished answers I first noticed that they started to explain things that weren't the way God had shown me as I was reading it so I learned to read cross references in my Bible I learned to really study it out and then I saw a distinction the reason we talk with each other about the Word of God isn't because we won't make mistakes the reason we talk with each other in fellowship about the Word of God is to understand the Word of God more clearly and so when you have fellowship with like-minded believers you will find there is a joy in that and you may have been wrong about what you thought a verse meant but you're open you're teachable and they show you by the word not through opinion and as they show you line upon line and word upon word sometimes sometimes you have to even realize that you have some pride swelling up and if that's what the word says you have to receive it as from the Lord if you need more time you can feel free to say wow I, I never saw it that way let me study that out well what that means is you go home and you read the cross references and you ask God to show you and you look at these things and consider them well you learn a lot in fellowship and you also see people who try to dominate the fellowship who try to push a certain agenda a certain verse or two of scripture they're always talking about the same couple of verses of scripture they're always promoting the same types of peripheral doctrine emphasis and they're trying to persuade people operating in flattery and so you can see the spirit that we're describing here this spirit of an ungodly nature and you can be more discerning about that I hope this is being helpful to you. I know that between the books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John and this book of Jude, it has been an abundance of describing. There has been an abundance in describing um, different people in our church, people of influence that may actually not be under the influence of God, but under the influence of the ruler of this world right now. And so seeing that more clearly, you can choose your setting for where you will learn and you can pray more effective fervent prayers you can realize that you need to be praying for your leaders right now for their protection for their guidance for their rest for their peace in their heart because the enemy attacks the leaders and i pray that you will be saturated in this process of digging into the word for yourself well there's many ways that we encourage this through dhl ministries and we are not refined and perfect or consistent as we want to be i hope that shows that we're similar to other people that believe in christ that we have 
these uh, little idiosyncrasies. However, our mission is to make available to you the information that we share here. We send this, these notes with cross-references to the group that's in WhatsApp. If you want to join the group that's in WhatsApp, I'll tell you that number here shortly. We also put these broadcasts on Anchor.tv, on Spotify, on uh, iTunes for you to listen to without having to download it. So you save data. They're published right after the air, the their broadcast, or shortly thereafter. We're on YouTube as well under DHL Ministries, and of course, twice a week here through Radio Box and through the radio station Metro FM ninety four point five. You can catch us here and consider these things well. Now, if you listen to this whole thing and you're not sure if you're a Christian, you're not sure what it means to be saved. Or you know that you're not a Christian and you want to get into the family of Christ. It's as simple as A, B, C. A, just admit you're a sinner. That means you've missed the mark. You're not living the life that God has called you to live. You just own that and, and, and say that out loud. It helps to say it out loud even when you're by yourself. B is to believe. Believe that God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for your sins. And without His death, burial, and resurrection, there would be no propitiation, no substitution for our sin. Believe that as much as you can right now. And C, confess. Yes, confess your sins to God. Yes, confess our sins to one another. But confess to other people that you have given your life to Jesus Christ. Let them know you don't want to be the way you used to be or the way they know you were just yesterday. You want to be different. You want a new life. If you believe those things and if you've said those things, you've entered into conversion. And our goal is to get you further than that, to help you to develop into discipleship. Find yourself a Bible-believing church, a couple strong brothers and sisters that have home Bible studies, and get into your Word. And keep joining us here and online, DHL Ministries. If you want to join that WhatsApp group, and I'm grateful for the WhatsApp group, they are so faithful and patient, you can text or call to 260-97583. 6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. If you text to that number or if you call that number, you will be added to the WhatsApp group and you will get the notes and you will get the links. And it's an information dissemination place. We're just sharing information there and keeping it um, pretty clear for that purpose. But I pray you continue to grow in your knowledge of God. Shake it off when you feel like you're saturated in a topic. We're going deeper. It's kind of like the second dose of immunization. We're going deeper because the times are going to become more challenging. It's going to be harder for unbelievers to see the difference between the real and the artificial. But if you're a believer, you've been equipped with the Holy Spirit. And the messages that I'm sharing here and notes that we're giving online are going to be useful for you to grow and develop your resistance to the movement of the enemy. And it will help you to grow closer to God and His truth. Remember, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him. I pray you have an amazing week full of challenges and growth and closeness with God. In Jesus' name, amen.